So there's a few key scriptures. A lot of this that we're going to share has kind of been our journey, uh, and we'll we'll bring that in as we feel like the Lord leads to. Uh, Romans 12:2 says that we're not be, we are not to be conformed to this world, but we're supposed to be transformed and transfigured by the renewing of our minds, so that we can approve what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And so I thought. You know, so many times you just hear words over and over again. You just don't always, like, think about what they mean. So I actually looked up the definition of renew. Resume after an interruption. Give fresh life or strength to. And I thought, you know, like, God knows that we're going to have interruptions. We're not always going to be in a state of our minds being renewed. But that when we do... (laughs) It's going to bring fresh life and fresh strength to us. And that was just super encouraging. I was like, I'm glad I looked that up. Um, one of the things that I did want to um, say on the renewed mind, um, not too long ago this happened, uh, well, a couple, couple, maybe a month ago, but um, they were working on a bridge just down around the corner from us, and it was uh, on Sunshiny, Sunshiny or Sunny Side Sunshine. Road, something like that. But anyhow, um, the, the bridge was out. And um, a lot of times we, we would want to go that way, and then we know that we can't go that way, so we'd have to go another way. And then after about a year, I think it took them almost a year to get done, um, we, we, uh, even after it was done, we were still thinking that we, or I was, that we had to keep going the same way we were. But then what happened was we... That's basically what a renewed mind is. We had to renew our mind that it's okay to go that way now. And I think sometimes in life that's what happens um, when, you, when you're used to doing something one way so many times in your life. Um, and that's, that's why it's so important to renew your mind because um, we... Um, I guess what I'm trying to say is it's every day we need to renew our minds. So I don't want you guys to think that we already have this down and that it's, um, we, we have it all together because every day um, the Bible says to renew our minds. Amen. So, and, and that is so important. And sometimes I don't, I don't think that we know how important that is until we start doing it. Um, especially with the things that we go through day in and day out. And we're just so used to routine doing things a certain way. But when we renew our minds, it's, uh, it's amazing what can happen. So growing up, I actually grew up in a very fear-based home. Lots of anxiety, lots of fear. Rusty didn't. And so you're either growing, you're either listening to lies or you're listening to truth. You're either listening to fear or you're listening to love. So love married fear. Can you even imagine what that marriage had started out like? Like, not good, because everything I thought was fear-based. Lies, poverty thinking, we can't do this, very negative. Like, And that was just the opposite of Rusty. So when I became a Christian, it's funny because I grew up in church and never even knew <laughs> Never heard anything about needing Jesus. Isn't that interesting? They didn't even have altar calls at church that she went to, actually. No, I know. So when I did accept Jesus, immediately the Lord starts working on me, on my mind. Because my mind, well, not just mine. I'm sure a lot of us sitting here, our minds are the battlefield. 
If the enemy can get in, he's going to keep talking until he can get you to partner with him. And I would partner with him like that. I didn't know how not, I didn't even know I was, let alone how not to. So the journey that I was, you know, started on was learning how to renew my mind. Nobody ever taught me that. Um, But God is just such a great teacher. So it was really interesting that as Rusty and I started on this journey, like our marriage was a wreck. Our finances were a wreck. My health was a wreck. Everything was a wreck. So as I start praying and renewing my mind, like I learned this book, you guys, look how messed up it is. The Secret Power of Speaking God's Word by Joyce Meyer. And there's a lot of little books like this out here, but this book saved my mental health. It really did. It's just scriptures that you declare over yourselves. It's alphabetized, so if you're having anxiety, you look up anxiety. If you're having stress or depression or, or anything, you, you can look it up and you can see what, God's, what God says about it. Because he says something about everything that's going on in our life, right? So... It was amazing that as I started renewing my mind to what a godly wife was supposed to be like, because I didn't know, God started sending amazing couples that had wonderful marriages that wanted to do marriage classes and groups and start breathing life into us. When we were renewing our mind about um, finances, because we were, we were way in debt. We had stupid debt, like credit cards and then we would, re- we would consolidate those credit cards and take out a loan, and then we'd run up credit cards, and then we would consolidate. I mean, it was just stupid. He starts bringing people into our lives that are teaching us what biblical prosperity is and how to clean up our mess and how to be good stewards. So I say that because everything that we put out there is going to come back to us. I heard this taught a little bit different way and Rusty I was having him listen to it last night and I was like what do you think he's like I've never heard it taught that way but Mark 424 says that we're supposed to be careful about what we're hearing the measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear will be the measure of virtue and knowledge that comes back to you and more besides so what are we listening to what are we allowing into our eye gate our ear gates, our mind, because we have these gates that we are supposed to be protecting what comes in, because what comes in is either going to bring us up or it's going to bring us down eventually. It doesn't always happen right away, but like I, because I know that my mind can definitely be the battlefield very easily, I have had to work harder than what he has to to guard it. What comes hard to me comes so easy to him, and vice versa. And I think a lot of times in marriage you find that, and that has been a help to me because he'll say, that's a lie. I'm like, is it? Yes, it is. Back to what Linda was talking about um, earlier um, about renewing, um, yeah, renewing your mind. Um, one of the things that um, really makes a difference to for us to really 
understand and know is that um, the devil has no power whatsoever. Um, sometimes that's hard for us to actually realize and understand, but he has no power. That, I mean, the authority that God has given us, um, it, all power. It, it's all power and all authority. Um, Matthew 10, 1 and Luke 10, 19 um, said that real clear. And I just wanted to let you know that... Um, the, the only power that the devil has is what we give him. And, and sometimes that's hard to understand, but when we agree with him, we give him power, and that's not good. So I, I just wanted to, I should have said that earlier. but So being a nurse, you know, I'm a, I'm a real science person, and I love that science and Christianity, God's word, really... They, they come together and they complement each other, and, and I love that now because I, it wasn't always that way. They seem to be opposite, but science is finally catching up to what God has been saying forever. Um, the only way, and this actually, if you were to take a, a person and, you know, either hook them up, you know, brainwaves, study their brainwaves, you would see, and I actually got to see this. One of my um, kids had this done for a therapy thing, and I actually got to watch this, and it was really fascinating, because you see the brain waves when they're sitting, just still, not really focused on anything, and then the therapist would say different things, and you would watch how the brain waves would respond. And that is exactly what happens when we are renewing our minds to what God says. So, there are, there are scriptures, there are promises that the word of God declares about us and our relationship with him. And when we speak those, there's actually things that start happening with our brain waves that don't happen if you're just speaking, if you're just having a conversation. But you bring in the, the word of God and it starts lighting up more and it starts speeding up. And it's really, really amazing and that lines up with scripture because his word is powerful. His word is life. So I found that very interesting, you know, being able to say, okay, this is what science says, and look at this. This is the word of God. One of my favorite, favorite scriptures is Psalm 1. And God talks about that if we meditate on his word day and night, you know what's going to happen? I'll tell you what's going to happen. We're going to be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water. Amen. We're going to be ready to bring forth our fruit in its season. Our leaves will never fade or wither, and everything we do will prosper and come to maturity. Yes. That is like a really great promise. We're not going to get, we might get blown around a little bit in a storm, but we're not going to get uprooted, and we're going to continue to bear fruit. Droughts are not going to affect us. Our roots are just going to go deeper during times of droughts. We're not going to, and everything that we do, everything we put our hands to is going to prosper. That's a really great promise if we're meditating on the word of God day and night. Now, in Deuteronomy 6, did you want to say something? I was just going to say, whatever you cultivate dominates in your life. That's, Um, yeah. that, That is like so true. It's like the things that you watch or see or hear goes into your Uh, It goes in through your ears and eyes, and it goes into your heart. And then what's in abundance of the heart, then your mouth mouth speaks. 
So um, yeah. it's important what we watch and what we hear and what we say. It's like I think um, Jimmy was saying. It was uh, three gates. It was your eyes, your ears, ears, and your mind. And your mind. Mind gates. Um, mind gates. And so <clears throat> trash in, word of God in. You know, which do we want? And honestly, I feel like it really comes down to that, that we're either putting in the good stuff that is building us up and strengthening us and preparing us for what's coming or we're not, and then we're not ready when yeah. things happen. And I can't tell you how many seasons I've had in my life where I have not been ready. I've had ones where I have been, but you know what? You tend to remember the ones where you weren't ready, and you did feel uprooted, and you did feel knocked over. It's not fun. And God is saying, "He, come on back, Linda. Come back. Let's sit down. I want you to meditate on this word. I want you to remember who you are and whose you are, I want you to remember these promises that I've made to you. Because when I'm not walking in that, guess what I'm walking in? Fear, anxiety, hopelessness, discouragement, negativity, all that yuck stuff. And you know what? It starts out just a little bit. Anybody else ever done that? You don't have to raise your hand, but you start off, you know, you're just super busy season, lots going on, and what's the first thing? And it might just be me. What's the first thing that we can tend to kind of cut down on? What? I heard somebody time with God. Yeah. Like, be right back. I promise. I want to talk to you. And, and, and then, you know, the day goes on and you're like, at the end of the day, you're like exhausted. And it's like, tomorrow morning, I'll get up a little bit earlier because I really want to spend time with you. I want to sit in your presence. I want to study your word. And then the alarm doesn't go off or you just keep hitting snooze. And then you run out. And those kinds of days, you know, where you're just getting little bits and pieces of our Father, after a while, it's just not enough. It just isn't, especially for what may be coming. And, and that's what we found is he's trying to prepare us because it's not a matter of if a storm is going to come. It's a matter of when. And are we going to be prepared physically mentally, emotionally, financially, in our marriage, or are things going to pull us away and destroy us, destroy our marriage, destroy our faith in him, destroy our finances, whatever it may be. It's hard, you guys, when you prepare for two people to speak. (laughs) I think I'm missing a page. Let me tell you, this is what I have found is so awesome, is when our mind is renewed to God's word, that's when we can see what's going on. We can co-labor with him, and you can just, he's like, this is what's going on up here, and this is what, and we're bringing it from heaven to earth. That's what he wants, right? So when our mind is renewed, and we are just flowing in what he wants for us, and for our, you know, for our church, for our community, We're just bringing heaven to earth, and we're just walking with him, and we're seeing things differently, right? One of my favorite stories in the Bible is always the fish and loaves. I always go back to that because in the natural, that just does not make sense. You got a couple fish and a couple loaves of bread, and you got thousands of people. And everybody's looking at it going, uh, you know, should we just send them home or should we run to town and buy some food because there's no way this is going to happen. 
But you had Jesus on the scene whose mind definitely is renewed, right? And so he's going, well, in heaven, there's always plenty. And my father is saying, because what did Jesus do? He only said what the father said. He only did what the father did. His mind was always renewed, right? And so, you know, in the natural, this can't work. There's not enough. But Jesus is listening to the father who says, ah, follow, just do this. And we're going to have more than enough to feed everyone. And you know what? That can be really difficult in the natural to partner with that because it doesn't make sense. And we want things to make sense. But in the kingdom, it's probably not going to make sense to our natural minds. But the more our minds are renewed, the more that seems like logical. Like, of course, I know it's two loaves and a couple fish. We have more than enough. And people are looking at you like, she is crazy. Does she not see all these people who want, who need to eat? And she thinks that there's enough here. But that's exactly how we're supposed to be looking at situations, whether it's financial, in our marriage. I mean, a lot of people probably said their marriage is never going to make it. Well, we're going on 25 years of marriage. Thank you. And has it all been easy? No, it hasn't. No, but we are so glad that we've stayed together. We re- are you glad? <laughs> Just checking. You asked me in front of everybody. I know. You heard that, right? He's happy. That's how I interpreted that. He's very happy. He's living the dream. <laughs> they did a study. Um, I was. I know this. Sometimes um, we do things, and sometimes. Well, what happened was they did a study on rats, and I know this Stay kind of sounds him. like Stay it's off the <laughs> subject, but um, they they did a study on rats, and they put them in a um, in a, in a pool that um, has like water going through, and they and the rats had to swim. Well, they only had, uh, I think it only took them, they did, I don't know how many they did, but it took them about an hour, an hour and a half before they would actually, they're done swimming and they would drown. Well, they um, did did the same study, but they did it again, but they let them go for about an hour and 25 minutes and then took took the rats out and dried them off and um, let them rest for maybe uh, 10 or 15 minutes, I think, and then put them back in. Well, when they put them back in, the rats swam 60 hours. And what they were saying was it gave the rats hope that that would, instead of only going an hour and a half, they had hope so they swam longer. So when we renew our minds and every day, that's basically the same thing that when we renew our minds, we have hope that the next day will be, will be better, actually. Um, it's just kind of amazing that they went for an hour and a half and then 60, 60 hours, hours after they got dried off to have hope. But that's what hope does. <clears throat> um, I was getting ready to say something. Was I getting ready to say? How about Grand Central? Oh, so we were listening to one of our favorite marriage guys, and he talks a lot about the mind. And he was talking about, imagine, has anybody been to Grand Central Station in New York City? Okay, it's busy. Man, there's just trains in and out, in and out, in and out. And you, if you don't know how to get around Grand Central Station, you're, you're probably going to miss your train. You might even get on the wrong train, and I've done that. 
It's scary. It's not fun. But our minds are like that. Our mind is like Grand Central Station, and there's thoughts coming in, coming in, coming in, coming in, coming in. Which thought are you going to get on? Which train are you going to get on? Okay? I know that uh, pornography is huge. And when I say that, if there's anybody here struggling with it, you immediately probably feel shame. Don't. Okay? There is a way out. There's a way out of everything. But, and, you know, Rusty has shared that with his testimony before, that he struggled with pornography um, early on in our marriage. And that was a really difficult thing. Let me tell you, it wasn't just him renewing his mind that got him free. My mind had to be renewed to be okay. He's not going to do this again. He's free, even though he would say, I'm done. I never want to see it again. I... And you know what? That's what he believed in his heart, but he kept trying to do it in his own strength. But the devil comes to you and tells you that you're... Keeps tempting you. ...making you think that you're condemned and you're not because God still loves you no matter what you do. He still loves you. So. And he wants to give you a way out. So when you're at that train station and the train of pornography comes through and you resist that temptation... There's more virtue building up inside of you. There's more faith. Okay, I, I denied. I didn't get on that train that time. The train is going to keep coming. It's not a sin to be tempted. So mm-hmm. it's just what you do with that temptation. But after a while, when you just continually don't get on that train, that train could still come, but you're not going to see it. You're not going to see the pornography train go by because you're not looking for the pornography train. You're not looking for the fear train. You're not looking for the anxiety train. Your, your mind is focused on, I want this train, the train that says, I am a daughter of the king. I want the train that says, Jesus died for me so that I could have life and have overcoming life. I want the train that says, I don't have a spirit of fear. I have power, love, and a sound mind. Those are the trains I'm watching for. Those are the trains I want to get on. Yeah, so I just thought that was a really good visual. So the next time I'm at Grand Central Station, I'm going to be looking at it a little bit differently. And there's plenty of things to put in your mind because there's over 7,000 promises in the Bible, guys. I didn't know if you guys knew that, but there there really is. And God's promise, um, he'll never go back on his promise. So, I should number these. <laughs> Do you know who Dr. Caroline Leaf is? Okay, look her up. Amazing woman of God, and she's a neuroscientist, and she's all about the brain, and I think that's why I really love her. Plus, she's a Christian. And she has said this, and honestly, for the most part, I, re- I do believe this. I think there's exceptions, but... She has said, we don't have a mental health crisis. We have a mind renewal crisis. And I remember about a year ago, and the the Lord brought it back to my, I had forgotten all about it, but he he spoke it to me. It was late last night. He said, "My, my people are malnourished. They're malnourished on the word of God. We are to feed on the word of God. But if we're not, we're not getting the nourishment that we need from it. So we're going, we're going to easily fall prey to the devil's schemes. He's not going to stop until he sees, oh, forget her, she just, she isn't partnering with any of my crap anymore. I'm not even going to waste any more of my time. I'm on to somebody else. 
And that's where we all want to be. Because we are called to be the thermostat, not the thermometer. I get that right? Yeah. We turn up, right? We should be changing the climate within ourselves first. It's got to change within us before we can change anywhere else or anyone else. Okay? So when we walk into a room and there is discouragement and fear and doubt and bitterness and unforgiveness, anything like that, can you feel it when you walk in a room? If you walk in, like, to, I don't know, a family dinner or a meeting or a classroom, you, I, I pick up on stuff like that a lot of times. And I, I used to get confused by it because I was like, what's wrong with me? I was good till, I was, I was really good, and now I'm feeling all this. I didn't understand. I was picking up on the atmospheres that were going on in the room. And what God was trying to teach me was change it. Change it. Like, I don't know how. And so that's been a journey, too, learning how to walk in the strength and the power that he's given us so that we can change the atmosphere. We can give people options. They don't have to live in defeat. They don't have to live in poverty. They don't have to live with a broken marriage. They don't have to live sick. We carry hope. We carry the love of Jesus inside of us. So when we walk into a room, boom, we are shifting atmospheres. And we, one of the things I declare, and I think Tina does it too, I've seen, you know, heard her pray, is people walk onto this property or into this sanctuary. May they come in one way, but they're going to leave differently. May they leave filled with your hope, Lord. May they no longer partner with any lies that they're believing about themselves or about you or about religion, church, that's what we want to be declaring over our churches, Amen. not just this one, <laughs> okay? We, I really think that we're called to be blanketing prayer over all of our churches, over our communities, over our schools. Yes, Do you pray for your kids or your grandkids' schools? Yes. Do you declare that there will not be bullying, that there will not yes. be suicide, that yes. your kids will walk in? It doesn't matter if they're homeschooled. Christian school, public school, it doesn't matter. There's a struggle. struggle. It may be greater in public school. I don't know. We've been in both. I think they're pretty significant either place. (laughs) But in Deuteronomy, that was one of the things. Are we doing okay on time? Like I meant to set an alarm. Okay. Wrapping it up. Um, In Deuteronomy 6, God is telling us, to teach the word of God to our children, talk to them about it in the morning, in the evening, when we're sitting down at a meal, when we're riding in a car. I'll tell you, when I first got saved and I was like, word, 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 word. Oh my gosh, I got to get caught up. I'm way behind everybody else. I was always listening to stuff in the, in the car. And Cody was like four or five. And, you know, you don't think they're listening. And I'm just, listen, listen, listen. And he would bust out laughing about something. Or he would say, wait a minute, what did she just say? Or what did he just say? And I'm like, oh. Jaden and Alex do that too. So I feel like, you know, Rusty was raised in a home that they they prayed together, they read the Bible, he knew scripture. I wasn't raised in that kind of family. I didn't know scripture. We didn't our Bibles, I don't even know where they were. They were in a house somewhere, I'm sure. But I mean they weren't opened. I feel like that just gave him such a great head start in life that that's what we want to be doing with our kids and our grandkids. Oh, yes. 
nieces, nephews, one of the things that I declare over our family is that we're leaving a legacy of disciples. Not just our three sons, but every child, spiritual, biological, foster, it doesn't matter. Adoption, it doesn't matter. They will be disciples taught by the Lord. Great will be their peace and their undisturbed composure. And they will not fear because terror will not come near them. And that is a declaration I am making and I am believing because that's what we want to see. It's not just about Rusty and I and our marriage and our three kids. It's about leaving a legacy. And the more I learn about legacy, the more I want to just keep declaring that. So what are some of the things that you're declaring over yourself? What are some of the things that you're declaring over your family, over your finances? You know what I used to say? is never going to get any better than this. We're never going to get out of this mess. We're never going to have any money. And that's exactly what was going on. <laughs> it was like self-fulfilling prophecy. What you speak will come to pass. Yeah. Back about 10 minutes ago, what she was talking about, I had... <laughs> The uh, the verse in uh, Hosea four six came to me that my my people perish for the lack of knowledge. So it was back when she was talking about having um, knowing the word and getting that into your mind. So and that was we didn't even write that down, but that's what came to me just just a minute ago. <clears throat> so if you don't know, you know it's great. Every day there should be time spent in the Word. You know, you might be going through a Bible reading program where you read the Bible from cover to cover in a year, and that's great. Also, have a time where what is it that's going on in your life right now that's a struggle? And find the Scripture promise. I like this because I, I don't have to dig through the Bible. I can cheat. Yeah, you don't, you don't have to get religious about it. Just no. um, wherever you're struggling, and we all struggle, which I think we do, um, just... Open the Bible and God will direct you to where you, where you yeah. need to be. It's amazing how that actually works. Um, it's uh, it's it's really cool and like you don't it don't have to be a real long process. It just no. just open up the Bible and God will show you where you need to be and what you're struggling with. Write it on your mirror. <clears throat> Write something on your mirror because you're gonna be looking in that mirror in the morning, right? Getting ready, guys, shaving or. I remember when we were in Florida um, when Linda first oh. got saved that you. We had mirrors in our apartment, but you couldn't see anything because she had so many, so many sticky notes all over. It's like sticky notes and index cards. Yeah, I mean, seriously, it was unbelievable. Mirrors, but she would door. say them every morning, and um, it, it actually works. I care. I still carry some in my purse. Um, a lot of them I have on my phone. I even record different um, things on my phone on my memo section, and then while I'm writing, I listen to it. And so I hear it coming in, and then I speak it out, and I pray about it. So that is meditation, uh-huh. you know, and then it'll come back to you during the day when you need it. Like if Rusty does something to irritate me, which does all happen. All the time. I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> i All right. So all the time. <laughs> no, not really. But he'll say something, and I can feel it rising up in me like, ooh, 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 ooh. And you know what comes? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, Lord. You know, it comes up when you need it, and then you have that choice. (laughs) Are you still going to go, which I do sometimes, or, okay, I want the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart to be pleasing to you, Lord. So I'm going to shut up and walk away. Um, That's what scripture is there for. You bury it into your heart, into your mind, and then when you need it, it's going to come. 
And let me tell you, it, I just can't tell you this enough. If you haven't already been through some stuff, you're, you're going to. It just, yeah, that's it just honestly the way it is. And how are you going to build your faith? Faith, just like when you work out, you, you don't build muscle by just continually doing like the lightest weight that you can over and over again. You're just not going to get anywhere. Your muscles need to be, what's the word? I don't even know. They need something to, you know. I don't know. I don't know that. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, they need that resistance. Terry, is that a, I don't know. Anyway, he, li- he used to live. We're not, we're not fighting against flesh and blood also. Ephesians 6 right. says um, that, that the, um, the strongholds that we, that we go through is, um, is not, it's a spiritual warfare. It's not physical. Mm-hmm. So um, we have to remember that. So does everybody remember the different pieces of armor? We'll kind of end on this. Yell out a piece of armor. Breastplate. Breastplate of righteousness. I am righteous in God's sight because of what Jesus did for me. Give me another piece. Helmet of salvation. I have the mind of Christ. I am renewing my mind daily. I am taking those thoughts captive. I have been saved. My mind has been saved and set free. Jonathan. What? Sword of the Spirit. Lord, your word says that your word is sharper than any two-edged sword. And your word is, your word is life. Your word is power. What else? Belt of truth. Okay, this one, have you ever heard it explained like this? That the belt of truth covers our reproductive area. I receive the truth of your word, Lord, and I eliminate lies. I like that. Is there another piece? Shield, thank you. So the shield of faith. This was all built, this was all... um, based on the Roman soldiers' uh, armor. And so the shield actually covered. It, was a lo- it, was a, it wasn't just like the Captain America shield. It was like big. Yeah. It would cover all the vital organs and yeah. things. So, Lord, I thank you that no matter what fiery darts come at me, I have a shield of faith, and it's deflecting off. That's right. Thank you. Is that all the pieces? Oh, yeah, yeah. So now the Roman soldiers, their shoes had spikes on them, so they could take ground. They could take ground and hold their ground. And so, Lord, I just thank you that as I step out in faith, I can hold my ground and I can declare the word. I can declare the peace and the love and the joy that you bring. I can bring peace into people's lives. I can show them what a life with you is like. Thank you for the firm-footedness that I have. I will not retreat. I will not back down. I am moving forward, and I am bringing others with me. And also, did you know that the, um, that the Roman soldiers never had no protection on their back? No, they didn't. Um, and, and the reason why is because it was, you're always supposed to be moving forward. You're never supposed to turn around and run. So that's why they never had any protection from their backside, actually. Yeah, that's a good reminder. So knowing that word, when people bring stuff to you, if we meet with a couple and, and they're struggling with their marriage or their finances or, or, you know, whatever it may be, if we've got enough of the word of God planted in us, we can bring them so much hope. We can. We can show them how things can be turned around, that they don't have to look the way that they do right now. So I'm just so thankful that we could have this time and... Um, 
Rusty and I enjoy doing this because it, it helps us to dig in even more and, and know um, the promises and be able to share them with you. So I'm just really thankful. And if there's anybody that wants prayer or needs prayer, I know Tom and Teresa are going to be up here. Rusty and I will be up here. We would love to pray a blessing over you. We would love to make some declarations over you if there's places, areas that you're struggling. So, Lord, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your protection and your provision. Thank you that you are our Father God, and you are a good, good Father. And we love you, and we bless you in Jesus' name.